Hello and welcome to the Even Steel Cracks podcast with me, George Losman. Me, Callum Martin. And me, Craig Riley. This podcast is brought to you from Larry Laugh's Comedy. It'll have some opinions in it, mainly from me and Craig, that some people might find offensive. There'll be a lot of swearing throughout the podcast, so please stand by. We'll also be discussing themes of mental health and suicide that some listeners might find distressing. So if that's you, you might want to stop listening now. So sit back, relax, and don't forget to subscribe so you never ever miss an episode. Hello and welcome to this week's instalment of Even Steel Cracks, the podcast. We haven't got Craig today because he's actually working for once. So we've replaced him with a much more handsome, sexier version of him. <laughs> Please introduce yourself. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a bit louder? Yeah. Grandad, lean back. <laughs> uh, my name is Andrew Ormerod. Andy in some quarters. So we have Andy with us. I, I'm a natural Anna. <laughs> Please, it's hurting my ears. <laughs> Callum sat there with his headphones on like, you see my baseball? You see my baseball? You see my wiener? <laughs> oh, God. So yeah, we've Hiya. got Andy on. So Andy's on the comedy circuit with us and uh, we looked for some more guests on Facebook and Andy was the only one that applied to that one. <laughs> I'm only joking. Uh, Andy's got quite a good little story that we're going to go into soon, but uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Andy. What's the crack? What, just in general? What do you do and where do you come from? Where do you come from? I do as little as possible. Uh, I've come from Darlington. I don't do a lot. I work at home. I'm an avid Steph's Pack lunch watcher. (laughs) I looked on Amazon the other day when I was bored, and I can get... um, a life-size cardboard cut out of Steph. How much? Forty-four ninety-nine with Ooh. postage. Oh, I've got Prime. Prime. <gasps> so she could be here tomorrow. Uh, yeah, but mm. but what, Andy? I'd wreck her, wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Little hole in the mouth and that. <laughs> yeah, how much is the flashlight add-on for that? <laughs> I respect it too much for that. <laughs> so we've got Andy with us today. He's done quite a few of my gigs. He's done quite a few other gigs. But after being associated with me and Callum here, he's probably going to be uh, off the circuit for a while. So if you haven't caught him, it's too late. But uh, Callum's just opened his windows because it stinks. Why does your house always smell? It doesn't smell. It smells like it's curry. It's fucking maffed in. That's what it is. It stinks in here. Andy's I haven't had curry for ages. I, I think thought it smells. Um... Not really. Don't think have, have, you got a, have you got a cat? No. Oh. oh, well, no, not at not. didn't smell at all, and I couldn't smell nothing. Have you got a cat? For fuck's sake. I told no, you. I've got I'm... fucking candles and reed diffusers everywhere. Cat ones. No. It's not working, whatever you've got. Oh, that's where I'm going wrong. Yeah. I'm using the fellow. <laughs> keep, you know, keep the cats away from yeah, yourself, yeah. isn't it? Oh, God. <laughs> so, Andy, how many gigs are you in now in the comedy world? You know? 20 plus 25 must have done more than that eh? I've stopped counting really I've got a fucking seasoned pro you know now I, mean? yeah. I don't know 300 <laughs> <laughs> what have you found so far about it why Why do you do it why have you got into comedy Um, the lasses no <laughs> uh, I got I got into it by accident just went on a course my stepmother bought it for us for my birthday and then after that, just got into it. It's a good crack, isn't it? Yeah, so you're enjoying it? Yeah, it's no. good. Yeah, it's good. 
I enjoy it. You get at, like people I've never met before. Where's the best gig you've ever done? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Careful. One of yours? Is that what you... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't give a fuck. Well, what's the best experience you've had in comedy? Best so experience was a gong show for you. Was it? Yeah. Well, like, you nearly won that, didn't you? Yeah. Came very close. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Good venue, that though, wasn't it? Oh, it's magic. Yeah, it's I got good. put off by the side of the, side Would of you the say stage. It's majestic. Oh, <laughs> oh. It's definitely majestic. <laughs> so you're quite early in your comedy journey then, but what, what do you make of it so far? What do you think of the, the industry as a whole? Speak freely. You've got to be like, you know, I do a lot of smiling and nodding. Yeah. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but, do you know? Everyone seems to be. <laughs> what? All right. Yeah, really? Like, yeah, you know what what your mean? opinion, Cal? What do you think so far? In your opinion in comedy? Stop checking I think, um, I think when I first started out, it's it's very like everyone wants to be your mate, and it's very like oh yeah, like I'll help you out, I'll help you out, and then once you pass, you'll probably like have started to see it now. Once you pass that sort of twenty five, thirty five, you know, towards the fifty gigs mark, or you, yeah, three hundred gigs, yeah. Once you've been doing it for like what nine years, like we have. <laughs> <laughs> weren't you on the same course as Andy yeah yeah, yeah right, I mean I did start about six months before him but like yeah I think you've probably been going for what about a year yeah and I've been going year, for about yeah. 18 months yeah Um. but like I feel like once you start approaching that year mark then something just starts to change a little bit it starts to seem to be a little bit more competitiveness and like a bit more out for yourself yeah which, which I kind of get because you're Actually, out of though, that like yeah, of course. Like it, it, it's a business at the end of the day, you know, mm. for a lot of people, and and you sort of you you starting to migrate from that, like, oh yeah, this is just a bit of a giggle, to like you're into you sort of doing the types of things that people who take it quite a bit more seriously doing. Mm. So like once you start doing like ten sets and stuff, you you're like doing sets with people who wanna be comedians. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's and I think that's when it starts to change. Yeah. Your thoughts, Andy? Do you agree with that or not? I've seen little bit and bits and bobs change, definitely. Yeah. Like not nothing really towards me, but mm. I've definitely seen You get on with everyone though, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I try to. Yeah. It's got you know I mean you I are going like to that later on, because that's <laughs> yeah. part of my little story that but oh, I I but uh he is yeah, like the dirty to... uncle of comedy in there, in like the they're sort just, of... They're just <laughs> as, as friends with everyone and watches them from a distance, hello. He's always... As cardboard cutouts of Steph in his kitchen and that. <laughs> I've got um, on me, on, uh, as a straight man. As a, as a straight, nicely. I am straight, ladies, <laughs> by the way. And available. And, uh, yeah, and, oh, very available. <laughs> He's a single Pringle, um, very much ready to mingle. I mean, we never would have guessed with the Steph cutout. Like, I wouldn't have thought your wife would have been too keen the, on that. But The Steph cutout, right? So she's a blonde-headed lesbian. Steph is? Yeah. Is she lesbian? Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't know that. Oh, Callum's ears are pricked up. Right. Fuck and off. But I also fancy Pam St. Clement, who was Pat Butcher. Ooh. Pat Butcher. She's on me fridge, yeah? Face of Pat Butcher on me fridge. Absolute goddess. Ooh. Lovely big... <laughs> Lo- lovely big cankles big on the oops. woman. Lovely big cankles on the woman. <laughs> big hoops on. Big hoops on. Leopard print shell suit. He's just fucking licked his lip. <laughs> Do you like, like a bit of a chavvy bird? Like oh, Andy? mate. Do you? She does a set. I'm a. Right. 
<laughs> so people who know me, right, know I, I like I don't miss an episode of EastEnders, right? Oh, that's me thing, right? I love it. Ask me anything about EastEnders and I'll know it, right? And there's a scene from years ago, and this is why I love Pat. I'm going to do an accent here. Might be a bit oh, racial. Oh, here we go. Right? Turn his mic up. So, her and Peggy are fighting over the same fella, right? And you, Peggy's out in the square, right? It was like, maybe it was like 2008. It's like an audio book. And, uh, I know, he's getting right into it as well. Look, his eyes have changed and everything. She sees... Pat in a negligee. <laughs> right? Through the upstairs window of her house in the square, right? And she closes, she sees her, and she closes closes the blinds like that. She knows Peggy's watching. She turns around. Peggy thinks it's this bloke they're both after. But she turns around. It's the, the bloke that they're after is just coming out the laundrette. Right? Right. So it can't be him. So the, as an audience member, you're like, well, who is it? So she turns around, Pat, she's put a fag out. She says, ready for round two, big boy. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then the camera goes to Patrick Truman, right? Cover just underneath his nipples. So he's got out on, but he's at. He's parked by hat. <laughs> and he goes down on the bed, and the hat goes down right over his eyes. He goes, oh, what you doing to me, woman? <laughs> Oh my god! And that is the day I fell in love with Pat Butcher. Oh, do you, do you know what? Oh, right, I've never hell. honestly listened to a story and been oh, so into Christ. it. I felt like the drizzle of of the square and everything. Yeah. I was there then. It was drizzly, was Honest. it? It was. Honest Honest that's how fuck. much of a good story. Peggy had an umbrella. Oh my god! Honest to fuck, I think you should find someone who's written up the scripts for every episode of EastEnders. And turn them into an audio book. You should. It, that was amazing. Because I, I think it'd then. be absolutely hilarious. I get, to so get good. myself asleep on a night, I'm my own character. <laughs> I've got my own storyline at the moment. Are we then? Go on. Right. I'm a What's bloke, yours there? I'm a bloke called Lol Carstairs. Right. Classic. Right. Classic EastEnders and I live, name, that though, isn't I it? No, well, I'm from Darlington, funny enough. Because I can't do it. Well, <laughs> I do. I can do Pat and I can do Patrick, but... I can't be going, ooh, what you doing to me, woman, every time I've got a laugh. <laughs> so, lol, he's just come out of prison. Right. He's a wrong one. Yeah. Right. But he's Phil Mitchell's minder. So, but all, he's got a heart of gold, though. So everyone <laughs> loves him. But he also, he gets in a bit of bother and all, you know what I mean? Works in the arches with Ben. Yeah. Darling boy. <laughs> yeah. Likes a drink in the Vic. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and so you tell life. yourself that story before you go to bed. I got. I think, who's he? Where's he at now? What are they? Oh, he's just in the laundry telling someone a joke or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then I'm off. What's the wildest thing Lol's ever done then? Um, he shagged Roxy Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> No, she was alive then. <laughs> she, he gave, he, was, he gave Roxy Mitchell one. Gave her one. She and, was uh, alive then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he like that. <laughs> that's it, really. He had a relationship with Roxy Mitchell. That's it, really. <laughs> no, he gets in scrapes with Phil because he's his manda. Yeah. 
And he's wrote, he said, I'll offer you this. This is what you were at the arches. He put it on a beer mat. He says, I know you're hard because I've seen you're inside. Right. So he put it on a beer mat. How much, this is what you make of the arches. This is what you'll make off me as my minder. Put it to him like that. And Lol, uh, Lol goes, put another knot on the end, son. And because he's that hard, Phil said, no bother. From his minder. Yeah, I'm so into this. Mate, I want to be lol. I, I, I want to be Phil. Like, I want Andy to be my lol, to be my minder. This yeah. is amazing. Have you ever thought about writing into them and telling them your character? Well, as well, as his, his uncle Eddie lives with him, right? <laughs> Who's played by Tim Ely. Right? <laughs> now then, Tim Ely used to, used to live in around the square directly before the first broadcast... So it was February 85 when it came out. <laughs> Half seven, Tuesday night it was. <laughs> and uh, But he just moved away with his brother, who was Lol's dad. Yeah. But he's come back because he was mate with Dirty Den. And they did a, a, a job together at a safety deposit place. And the gold is buried in the walls of the Vic somewhere. <gasps> and there's a code somewhere that they have to no. find. Oh, so the Vic's actually like an escape room? Yeah. Yeah, an escape room crossed with like a high security bank that no one knows is there. It's almost like the Vatican City with those scrolls that are buried underneath that nobody can dig up. So mm. I've been in, this has been in my mind for nine years. Yeah. <laughs> right? <coughs> so. Must have had some good fucking sleeps. <laughs> for, for nine years, they've been trying to get whoever's a landlord to let them decorate the, the Vic. So they oh. can find the code. <laughs> but it never That's comes off. That's a fucking genius idea, you know that what? Honestly, I've never wanted to watch something as much in my life. I've that never been make, more interested in EastEnders. Make EastEnders so much better than what it is now. Yeah? I think you should pitch it to them. He's called Eddie Carstairs, my uncle. <laughs> my uncle. My uncle. <laughs> and my auntie, she's a neater Carstairs. <laughs> she's a bit more prudish. But Eddie's a bit of a, a little bit of a rascal. And then my sister... <laughs> Right. Oh, I bet she's a proper tart. Is she Twin sister, though. Oh, right. oh. Pippa Carstairs. Pippa. So there's Lawrence and Pippa. Lol and Pippa. And uh, Pippa is the doctor of the square. Oh. But they have, she has a son called Blake. Blake! <laughs> like, Blake plays for West Ham. But he's only like a young'un. He's like 17 or something. Oh, so he's, he's on like the under-18 team. He's up and coming in. Yeah. And the, there's a daughter... She's called Jerry, right? Now then, all of her, her love and attention goes to Blake, the man. So Jerry's a bit of a wild card, and only Lol can control her. Fucking hell, Andy. I'm in, me. Fucking I am hell. in. Right into the podcast, right, on either Instagram or Facebook, if you want to hear the next episode of Andy's <laughs> EastEnders remake. <laughs> <laughs> So, when you're, so not... you're clinically insane. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. So when you're not coming up with these fictitious <laughs> EastEnders roles, what's your background? What's your story? Because you told me something on Messenger, which is the reason why we got you on. So tell us about that, if, you ca- if you're happy to. Yeah. Because right. obviously the podcast started off centred around mental health. It sort of diverted a little bit, but we do still have that as like the main talking point. So... What's your story with that? So, growing up, I was I was always quite an happy fella. No one, I, I pride myself on not being bothered by stuff. Mm. That doesn't matter, you're all right, you know what I mean? And he carried on through my teens, 
and I went, and I have a big group of mates that are blokes that I still have now from school and that. And that sort of carried on. We were just lads out and about, drinking, getting a few women here and there, you know what I mean, whatever. And then we went on holiday, and we had like five or six holidays in a row. And this turned out to be the last one, because we were sort of getting to early 20s. Mm. And then the lads was meeting their wives and having babies and stuff. And we went to Zanti in uh, Gran Canaria. And it was the best holiday we've ever had. Those six of us went. Best holiday we've ever had. One lad, he was there for a week. Can I say names? If you want, yeah. If they're not going to be bothered. Not that they listen to the pod, but if you want to for the story. All right, McGee. Yeah. <laughs> so McGee, he, no he one's going to find McGee, are they? <laughs> he was, he was just, he was just pissed from the moment we landed yeah. to uh, uh, McGee, or maybe someone else that was there. If you, if you're listening, Cassie, his wife. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, McGee was, he was, he was basically pissed since he got off the plane, and he just stayed pissed for a week. Mm. And uh, he uh, he ended up getting chucked out the hotel. He chinned, he broke this uh, Scotch bloke's jaw because he thought he'd nicked his tannin lotion. <laughs> as you do, darling you know, yeah. <laughs> So we, that was a good start the holiday. Uh, <laughs> it was an 18 to 30s holiday, right? <laughs> so you'd have to buy these sort of trips, don't you? These excursions when you're away. And uh, one of them, was a thing called Friday Night Live, right? This is just background the holiday to what the story's going to be in the end, how, how good it was to how fucking bad it got. Like. At least this uh, podcast's going to be a long one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, we had chips. <laughs> yeah. And then on the Tuesday, we got up and we had uh, eggs. And we didn't have any tanning lotion because that fucking Scottish country nicked it. So... <laughs> Uh, carry on, sorry. I did a dive in the pool. <laughs> no. So it's Friday Night Live, this thing called, right? So the, the rep was saying, oh, it gets a bit racy, lads. You need to be in this. It's like wet T-shirt competitions and that. And like, you know, mm. I think, oh, it's a bit tame, it? wet T-shirt. Oh. So there was this lass from Manchester in our hotel. And uh, she'd already had a bit with McGee on the first afternoon they were there. That's what I'm led to believe. And uh, so we knew she was a bit dirty. So I just said to her, I said, it was a throwaway comment, right? I just said to her, on that Friday Night Live, I want to have sex with you on stage. <laughs> right? Yeah. Didn't think out of it. This is like a Sunday morning. Friday comes, it's a beach bar thing, right? So we're at this beach bar. I'm just having a drink with a lad. Sure enough, there's like wet t-shirt competition, all that. She comes over with a rep. Don't she? This is God's honest truth, right? Yeah. She says, uh, the rep goes, hey, yeah, she says, you're going to shag her on the stage tonight. Is that right? Because you can if you want. I went, what? <laughs> and mind was like, what? And I, of course, I'm like early 20s, I'm with the lads. And they're like, yeah, go on, go on, go on. So you can't, can't back down, can I? I just said, yeah, of course I will. But in my mind, I was like, I don't want, I don't want to do that. Why would I want to do that? I don't have sex with no one on stage. Why would, why would, I'm not in Amsterdam. Why would I do that? So I said to the rep, I said, how long have I got? Before, <laughs> before I have to do it, like. How long's me set? 
And he said about 45 minutes. <laughs> so I thought, right, I've got 45 minutes to talk her out of it, right? Yeah. And not look a dick in front of me mates. So I said, I thought, and the only thing I could come up with was I went up to her, I says, look, I says, we're here for another week. I says, so if I shag you on that stage, I says, everyone in this resort will think you're all right, old slag. I said, they won't come near you after that, will they? She went, I'm not fussed. I thought, fuck. I thought, well, I've got, I've got, I've got another plan. So they come over and said, right, we're ready for you. And we're on the beach. <laughs> and I said to the bloke, I said, look, I'm not a machine. I said, I'm going to have to, she's going to have to do some sort of trick to get me going, like. Yeah. So he goes on the beach on a sun lounger. And sure enough, like, she was, <laughs> all that, right? And then she said, I'll see you in there, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> Just have to drop that Ready in, for right? round two, big boy. <laughs> she said, I'll see you in there. I said, right, oh. And, but she put a Johnny on me with a mouth and that. And classy, uh, classy bird. I looked over, and th- this is the God's honest, right? I looked over and there was a main entrance. It was a bouncer at a side entrance and he was calling me in. Like, you need to come in. I was like, oh, yeah, right, oh. <clears> so <throat> my strides were like just above my knees. I've got a Johnny on and an ad on, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I goes up to this Grand Canarian lad. He just looked at me like that, like shook his head, opened the door, got me in, right? Pub was pitch black, right? And then this spot, I could see a spotlight in the distance, and then this spotlight come on me, right? And then he started, make, like, walked me round. So I've got, I'm still holding my hat on, with this Johnny on. And then the DJ turned the Rocky theme on. But it's still black. Still can't, I can only see. So I looked. She's on the stage, right? Little denim skirt. Hitched up. Nicaragua was to the side. I thought, I'm going to have to. This, I can't get out of it now. You know what I mean? There's no way I can. So I just did it. But then all it, like the lights come on, and then it was just people's flashing lights, like off cameras and that. And she was going, you're going soft, you're going soft. I said, so would you be? I said, there's about 100 people in here. So I just got... What the fuck? I just withdrew, took my Johnny off, sort of shot it towards her head. And then just, like... Pulled me strides up and went. And all the lads are like, oh, brilliant, mate. Yeah, brilliant. I was like, oh, I'm going to be embarrassed my life. And then these cockneys come over and they were like, you'll never buy another drink again if we see you around. He said, that was amazing, mate. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, cheers, mate. Like, you know, all right. And then honestly, about 10 minutes after, she came over with this bloke, right, and said, I don't want you to be jealous. It was just like the thing on stage. She says, I'm going back to the digs with him. And that was only about 10 o'clock at night. So I had sex with her for about five minutes, not even that. And then some bloke thought, aye, aye, right, oh, he's warmed her up for me. I'm going to take her back to the apartment. <laughs> so it was a good holiday. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking... I mean, again, I was there. <laughs> I felt like I was but, watching that. Yeah, show. but also I'm fucking dumbstruck. <laughs> We're not going on holiday, mate. <laughs> right, I, so don't, anyway. I don't know if she's alive or dead now, like <laughs> probably the latter, the way she was carrying on. But anyway, so it was a good so holiday. This, I was so this is the good bit of the holiday. The good holiday. Right. right, okay. So the second bit was we were going home. So and I'd felt a little bit 
not sort of ropey, just not normal. Mm. In the last few days I was there, and it was, I just thought, I'm hungover. It's 18 to 30, and it? I've been doing too much. And uh, we got on the plane, and I felt really, I felt oh, the best I'd felt. And we landed in Manchester, and I'd seen, I think, well, the queue in the escalator, I think, saved me life, if I'm honest, because there was a queue for an escalator, and there was no queue for the stairs next to it. So I couldn't be arsed with the queue, so I just ran up the stairs, and I got to the top of the stairs, and my heart just went, like, I've never, you know, off the scale, beating. Mm. So I went to the toilet, like, sat down, and I thought, I'll just sit down, it'll calm down. Never had it before. And it wouldn't stop going that fast. So the first person I saw was my mate, Mark Miller. And I just said to Miller, I says, yeah, I said, feel that. I said, what do you think that is? She says, do I think I, need, think I need to go to the doctors? He says, yeah, you fucking do, like. <laughs> so... The people who checked you in, you know, the little women behind the counter mm. and the Rajdats. Yeah. <laughs> I just went, she said, oh, yeah, can I help you? I said, yeah. I said, I think I'm having an heart attack. <laughs> and she went, oh. So she got me behind and they got the paramedics. <clears throat> and then uh, they just put me in a wheelchair eventually and got me in hospital, Withinshaw Hospital in Manchester it was. And uh, But I had to go through in this wheelchair for people that, that I'd been on holiday with, including the lassie on the, st- on the stage. So I was like strapped in this wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, oh, God, my God, I hope you're all right and all that. So I was, yeah, I'm all right. But I felt all right. It was just a bit thingy. So I'd, to them, if they look back at that holiday, I always think they might think I'm dead. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm not like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we went to the hospital and then my heart had slowed down, but it was in a irregular rhythm and McGee my mate McGee and my mate Cragsy they come in to see me and I could see by the and like the screen was behind me with all my vitals on and I could I could feel it in a dodgy rhythm but I said what's it like there and they're going oh, it's alright mate it's alright and I could see their eyes go oh my god what's, what's happening to him here mm. so they admitted me and then I got told I just fell asleep because, you know, if your heart beats that much, you're knackered, aren't you? Mm. And uh, I fell asleep, and then I got woken up, and they said, we're going to put give you these drugs in my hand, and said, if that doesn't uh, calm down the rhythm, says, what we're going to do is, we're going to have to give you cardio version, and I didn't know what that was then. And it's the they just shock it back in rhythm, mm. you know, mm. it's clear. Boom. So I didn't fancy that, like. So... Uh, and I went back to sleep, and I remember waking up thinking, please let it be all right, and it was okay. And I thought, oh, that's the end of that. And they told me I had holiday heart syndrome. I thought, well, you've made that fucking up, haven't you? <laughs> Straight away. So my dad was there by now. And my dad was like, well, what was wrong with him then? He's got holiday heart syndrome. Too much drinking, he had a chest infection. And he said, not enough rest. He said, that's all it is. But we're referring you to this consultant in Darlington. Right, all. So my dad was like, oh, he fucking made that up, hadn't he? Holiday heart syndrome, what was that? So eventually I see this bloke in Darlow, Professor Murphy. He doesn't like a laugh and a joke, that boy. Very serious man. <laughs> so he's not listening then? <laughs> he's um, he's a look, he saved my life. Can't, yeah. Can't say that about it. But he, he tried to have a bit of crack with him. I've been seeing him now for like 18 years. And he tried to have a bit of crack with him. He just goes, no, Andrew. 
uh, shirt off, please. Like, oh, you know, right, oh. I've just seen you're in the street. I'm not in your surgery. <laughs> <laughs> but I am. Um... Is that my door? I think so. It's not your cat, is it? <laughs> you can tell the keep, story. Yeah, about keep it. going. But um, aye. So he, he said he had me. He was going to get me on a treadmill, right? Hello. And he said, uh, he said, oh, do you have any Hello. symptoms? I says, oh, my neck, my neck beats. Yeah. And then he listened to me, me, uh, me pull some in on my arm, and he, he heard a leak in a valve. So he said, he said, right, okay, this is what happened. So you need heart surgery as of yesterday. As if you could hear it through your arm? Yeah, it's mental, isn't it? <sighs> so I waited a while, and I had my heart surgery, but I was, the f- like, the youngest person in there by about 40 years. Right, uh, yeah. The, there was two nurses who, who shaved my chest one side each. <laughs> That's I thought, so weird. I thought I'm the James Bond in this board, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So the, uh, yeah, I had the surgery. They tried to repair the valve, but it didn't work. Right. So I had to go through it all again. Bloody so I've got yeah. a mechanical valve now. Oh, yeah. So you, if you, when it's quiet, you leave me tick. <laughs> like, I'll turn the mic up. Hang on. Oh, yeah, you can hear yeah, it. Can yeah, hear yeah, it, yeah. Man. All right. It's not a picture of my stuff, is it? It's all right. I'll, it's I'll not. get your Amazon delivery midway through a podcast record. <laughs> said, are you Callum Martin? I said, yeah. Is that you? <laughs> what is it? Dildos. <laughs> you don't even... I know what it is. <laughs> I know what it is. Yeah, well, we do. It's, <laughs> it's an eye mask. A like not a, not like a weird sexy one. I'm going camping at the weekend, so I bought an eye mask because the sun comes up with a fucking crack of dawn. You mean I've just walked downstairs, met the dodgiest looking Amazon driver, <laughs> thought he was going to mug me for my fucking shoes, and you're an eye mask, and it's an eye mask. <laughs> I, I didn't realise that it was being delivered. It should have been delivered earlier on today. He's probably had it done. Couldn't find it. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so ah, yeah, you're sure. out ticks now. But yeah, it ticks now. And uh, touch wood, I've been all right ever since. So, but it's it left me mind battered because right. I told I would be dead by thirty. If oh I didn't yeah. It, if I didn't have it done, I was in my twenties at the time. So That's it, a fucking big thing to get told in your twenties, yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah. So so while all my mates were like meeting their wives and stuff and having kids and all that, I was just thinking about staying alive. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. So I've not really. My dad always says you're like ten to fifteen years behind all them, because you had all that to deal with. You know what I mean. Yeah. So do you think that affected you like in your prime, which is why you've not. Yeah. So does that bother you? Quite a lot. I can't do nothing about it now. You're still here though, aren't you? So yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. So what? How does it affect you in? In if you don't mind me asking, how does it affect you in your daily life? Like. With your mind, what do you do? You just constantly think that you're going to do something wrong and you're going to die. Have you got that fear of death hanging over you or what? Because I can hear it ticking, because it's in this ear all the time. I know how quick it is. Mm. And if it goes a bit fast, or if you have the odd palpitation here and there, because everyone has them, don't they? Mm. Yeah, immediately, your mind goes immediately like, oh, fucking hell, this is it. It's, it's not working no more. Mm. You know what I mean? But because it's been that long now, I can deal with it now. 
So I'm like, okay, it's probably not that. You know what I mean? And every time I have like an MOT and a, again, touch wood, like a, a meeting with a specialist once a year, it's always okay. So is it going to be there for life? The valve's going to be there for life. But it doesn't... They told me, well, true, this is either, that if I get uh, cremated because it's titanium, it won't burn, that that'll just, like, rest in me ashes. That's the pretty, valve. That's I, pretty that, I think that's pretty cool, to That's cool honest. as fuck. Yeah. So I part. mean, it'd be shite if they try to spread you in a rose bush in a big fucking lump of metal. <laughs> yeah. You'd shite your pants, wouldn't you? I know, yeah. My teeth would probably be still there if I got cremated. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Do you go off through metal detectors? Then? Yeah, do you? No, no, <laughs> no. But when you're in bed with a bird, because they can hear it ticking, can't they? Or oh, if they like lay that. on your chest or whatever. Yeah, well, even if they're just next to you. They're like, that's worse than... Well, I've had one bird say to me, oh, that's worse than snoring that. Actually, I'm, I'm leaving. Fuck off. Like, she's left the air because of it. I was like, I can't do nothing about it. Like, I can't put a jumper on, you'll still hear it tick, you know what I mean? <laughs> Have you heard it tick? No. Can can we, can people hear it? You mean? Yeah. If you get close to me, sorry. Let me just listen to this ticking half. I was taking the piss earlier. Oh my god! Yeah, can you hear it? Yeah. Can you actually? Right. Yeah. Sorry for anyone listening, but this is know, fucking yeah. fascinating. Go and listen to that. I'm car. gonna go and listen. It sounds like it sounds like a watch, like Big Ben. Fucking hell! It's not quiet either, like is it? No, I know, no. Jesus. You want to get... I mean, what I do... I'm Ellis, you count to ten in my head as well. <laughs> oh, I bet you are and all. That's amazing. Like, one of those people that... You know when they're like, count to a minute in your head? Yeah. And you're just bang on every time. I mean, that's like... That's like a Chinese movement. Watch that, isn't it? It's like yeah. a Seiko. Like, if it was me, that would have to get upgraded to a Rolex so it was sweeping. <laughs> 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 yeah. All the way around. But that's, that's mental. As if you can... So does that not drive you crazy hearing it yourself? It did it, but no one told me that I would tick. So when I come, when I was in the hospital, I said to the nurse, I said, what's that king ticking like? Said, is it a watch, a clock in here or what? It's doing my head in. She went, oh, that'll be your valve. I went, oh, is it, like, does it just go away, like, does it? She says, oh, no, it'll be here for the rest of your life. I said, yeah, what? But you just get you just get used to it. If I talk about it, I'm aware of it. Yeah, it's like you're breathing yeah. or blinking. I suppose you know I mean? it's like, like, I have tinnitus, and it's like the same thing. It's always there. But then, like, when I think about it, I can really, like, you can really hear it. But in, like, ten minutes' time or something, like, it'll be there, but I won't be conscious of it. So it, I guess it's probably a similar sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. So if you get too excited, you know, like, obviously with, well, shagging and stage, being on stage and, like, the pressure of that, does that ever affect it? Can you set, ever fucking blow your valve? If you get... <laughs> I don't know what the tech. I mean, he called it a fucking holiday heart. So, <laughs> well, holiday yeah, heart. I don't think we're yeah. discussing technicalities here. Well, but I mean, like, can you get yourself into a, a fit of panic and fuck it up? No, no, no. It's it. It'll <clears throat> it'll be as long as it's in the rhythm, the yeah. correct rhythm. Then it'll just it can it can go as quick as yours. Or as How does it work? Is it battery operated or? No, it's just the electric in your heart. So do you have to? So the ticket is it closing or charging up or anything? No, no, no. I know that's no, no. So your heart runs like on electric. Oh, so it works off your heart. Yeah, your body like produces. Your body produces. I've got a G Tech over. Plugs himself in at night, like in the Matrix, like in the back of the head. Andy the Dyson. Andy the Dyson Omerod. 
So yeah, well, I'm known as that the Copper Beach. (laughs) (laughs) So a totally different that though, isn't it? (laughs) So yeah, so that that must have been fucking hard to deal with. So did it affect your mind a lot? Then did you did it put you on a downer or what or a spiral or? Or is talking about it now bringing it up as a downer? No, you just think. Yeah, there's two ways to look at it. I've had lots of bonus years now. Mm. Yeah. So if I was born sort of any earlier than I was, like, like 10, 20 years earlier, I would have only been 30-year-old at the latest. Yeah. So I've had bonus years because of science and that, yeah. Mm. So you can look at it like that. But I didn't tell anyone. This is how it affected me, and I should have told someone. Mm. Um, obviously, my dad knew. But that was it. And my dad's girlfriend at the time. And the second one, he had a different girlfriend, the shagger. <laughs> it, was, it was now his wife. So yeah. they knew. But the I didn't like that big group of mates, I didn't tell any of them or any of the the sort of their wives or nothing like that. And then there was a lad we hadn't seen for ages I bumped into and I thought, I'm probably if if this goes wrong, I'm never gonna see him again. So I'm gonna tell him. Mm. So I told him, and then he just told every fucker, <laughs> like, which was good, really. But what I would change me is that, especially when you're on about like talking about stuff and that, it changed me. I was always like, a, and always a good lad, but now I'm like, there's always summit you don't know about someone. I think mm. always. So you, I don't judge or nothing like that. I try to be as nice as I can, friendly, and if they want to talk to me, they can. But if they can't, if they don't want it, it's all right. You know what I mean? It's no point going around, oh, he's a dickhead because of this. Or he's, you know what I mean? It's that. That's that's the biggest change, I think. So it's made you appreciate life more oh, and people. hundred percent. So it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing in a way. No, it's, it? it's a completely, it, it, yeah, good, great thing. Yeah. That's so, so fascinating. So, do you ever get the feeling that you're like, I don't want this to sound the wrong way, but like, do you ever get the feeling that you're like on borrowed time? Mate. I was going to ask that same question and I stopped myself asking that. Yeah. I, I didn't want it to like seem like... I, I didn't want exact... to be like, you know, like the fucking, like the clock's up or whatever. But I had like, that exact question with Do you ever words. get that feeling? Yeah. 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 Because you, you... You're like... You know, what's, you know what's wrong with you, you know? It, yeah. There's going to be one day... It's gonna, yeah. <laughs> I've got my specialist meeting in about three two weeks... Right, where he tells me every year, you know, you're all right, don't worry about it. Like, oh, but so there's going to be one day where he's going to say, nah, it's, it's, it's fucked. fucked, it's fucked, like, so I might have to go through it all again. Yeah, however, you know, I have no symptoms or nothing like that. Oh, right, yeah, there's failure and all. Yeah, but it's, uh, are yeah, there like warning signs that you would look out for and that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, right, okay, it's just with heart failure or. Right. You'd have like palpitations, or you would have your heart would be racing, like arrhythmia yeah, and not, stuff like not, that. Yeah, it's yeah. not working properly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, but it's uh, fucking hell. That, it? Yeah, and I would never have known. No, when I read the message, I was like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, like it is, it is mad to think, isn't it? Like, yeah, but, and that's... literally, like you say, like you just you don't know what is going on inside no. someone's. Yeah inside someone's head or body or whatever that's the most important thing I've heard so far today is that it makes you appreciate things more it makes me think a bit about how I am with people 
I don't give a fuck what I say. Yeah. But like, he would never know like, no. that somebody might be going on with that. I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm ever nasty to anyone. No. But I I wouldn't always make allowances thinking that there's all, obviously could be something wrong with mm, him. Yeah. I do in a way because I know that people can be struggling with their own mental health and I know that because I hid it so well through the years. So I make allowances on that part, but your actual health where you're on, like you say, borrowed time where you like passed where you should have been, like he told you, like you'd never think that. No. It must make you live life a bit more to the full as well, does it? Yeah. In a way. I mean, you're not going to go bungee jumping or skydiving, are you? But no. Like, it, I can't do contact sport because the tablets are on. Yeah. So, and what we on about uh, the drink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a lottery. <laughs> I'm, I'm on warfarin. Right. So, yeah, I, yeah I, fucking I can, hell. I, like, I, I can have it. I drink maybe Friday, Saturday. Yeah. And oddly on a Sunday. But say we're away somewhere, I just drink like the rest of them. But the nurse I have, she knows. <laughs> I, was just, I bet she pulls no fucking punches. No, so you? she tells me. You know what I mean? What the fuck? She said, you need to respect that you've got heart condition. <laughs> and that, that wasn't so long ago. And I thought, oh, yeah, you're probably right. Like, But also... You've got to live your life. Yeah. You? You've got to live your life. Like. Yeah. But it, yeah, you've got to... There's, there's times as well, you know, it's not changed me that much where I'm not like a miserable bastard and you think still think about stuff. Yeah, you're quite the opposite though, aren't you? Because you, you're outgoing. Yeah. And like easy to speak to. We noticed that when we first yeah. met him, didn't we? Yeah. Like you knew him before me with that comedy course. Yeah, but yeah. like I never found you hard to speak to. Like if that was me, I'd probably be a right cynical I, bastard. I'd, well, I'd, I think I would just, I'd be a complete introvert. Yeah, I agree. I would as well. I'd hate the but world. I think I'd turn into a fucking hermit. What more than you are now? You don't fucking do anything. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm always out. He's out on, camping at the weekend. On, know, on yeah. his own, on his mountain bike. He's <laughs> <laughs> still a fucking introvert. That's a valid point. You yeah. just I, I, go, do go, I do go out alone. Go out alone, to the woods, alone, with a bike, alone. alone. Or out like on a, my motorbike, alone. It's not like you're holding fucking reading clubs around your house, is it? And inviting people I'm, in. What are we doing right Only now? Only because it's too far to go to my house. This is a central it's point a, to me. It's a valid point, yeah. And you cry because it's too far to go. It is really far. Should we take a little break there then? Yeah. And, uh, we'll yeah. come back afterwards. I've got a story. Have you ever had a catheter in? No. No, but save it until the next bit. But yeah. I am well interested in your catheter story. So am I. It's <laughs> right. All right, we'll back in a minute. A little break there. What's it? We're back. We're back. Well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a brew. We've had a little bit. Yeah, I know. I used to drink cups of tea and that. It was quite yeah, yeah. Usually we drink like beers and wine. And <laughs> We're normally three bottles of wine deep. You're having like... a cup of tea and I'm having a summer fruit drink. It's like an Alcoholics Anonymous mate. Wine on a Thursday with my heart. <laughs> you kidding me? Yeah. We've literally came in here. All this right, is... Pat Butcher. <laughs> fucking hell. This is how the world's changed. We've came in, I'm drinking fruit juice, you two are drinking cups of tea and you've got a herb garden growing on your fucking windowsill. Yeah, and I've just missed a meeting. <laughs> so Callum's now unemployed with herbs that he's going to have to eat for the rest of his life. Yeah. So yeah, what I was going to ask you then, I asked you it before, but I'll ask you it again. Mm. Now, is what is your plans for the future with having kids? Is it something that you want to do biologically? Do you want to adopt? What do you want to do? Um, Obviously not now, because you need to bird first, so... <laughs> yeah. It's not something you have a choice in at the moment. Well, no, that's true. I mean, I like I currently don't feel like I'm missing anything by not having children at this point in my life. But having kids is something that's, like, part of my... 
plan, I guess. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, like, obviously, it's something that you've got to think about. Like, if I was to, like, meet a guy and settle down with a, you know, like a, a cis male, then... A what? Like a... a like, not a man with a uterus. A woman. Do you like, get that, then? Yeah, like trans... Some what trans... A man with a uterus. So, like, oh, some trans... Right, okay. Like, some so trans, trans men, trans like... Are like pre-op. Okay. That used to be a woman. Yeah, so like they were born a woman and they've transitioned to being a man and they've just not had like, they call it bottom surgery. They've not had bottom surgery yet. So like that would be a man with a uterus. How the fuck does that work though? Because if you had sex with them and they had a willy, how would the jizz get to the uterus? No, 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 no. So we're talking pre, like pre-operation. So, like, they still have a uterus and a vagina and stuff. So, they're still a biologically a woman, but identified yeah, yeah, as a male. Yeah, yeah, so, like, oh, right, okay, like their biological sense. sex Fuck would be you know. female, but, like, their their gender identity would be male. I mean, saying a man with a uterus doesn't really make much sense, to be honest. That You can't have well, me and yeah. Andy there, <laughs> both of us. Okay, fair enough. Biologically, that was physically But anyway, impossible. like, we're getting into, like... You could have just been normal like, and said yeah. a man or a woman. You had to yeah. throw in the man with a uterus. Sorry, yeah. Which okay. confused fucking everyone. Even, <laughs> your, even your herbs have started to die now. They're like, I'm not living here. Um, so, so yeah, like if if I got with like a man, then yeah, like it would it would be a considered like thing. We would have to work out how we were going to do that. Um, but obviously, like if I settle down with a woman, then fair game. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it, I suppose it would be no different to like finding out I couldn't biologically have kids, or finding out they couldn't biologically have kids. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you just, I'd just take it as it come, like. Whatever happens, happens. I'm one. I'm not one of these people who like, like I don't really like to sort of stress and plan about stuff that is just not. Like it's. I'm nowhere near the point of having kids. I'm nowhere near the point of having a stable relationship. Let or alone a relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm nowhere near having a relationship, let alone a stable one. <laughs> um. So yeah. So like the like thinking about like thinking or worrying about how I'm gonna have kids or. Fucking mum, do you know what my mum said to me? No. She was like, Did you know that single men can adopt now? Maybe you should just have a kid on your own. I was like, Thanks for the vote of confidence, mum. I mean, looking at them plants and the state that they're in now, I wouldn't trust you to bring up a kid at this moment. Hang on a second. I've grown all them plants from, like, re- they're all rescue plants. So, like, I've taken rescue dead- plants. So, I've taken like dead and dying plants and I've brought them back to life. So, the mint was already dying. The two ficus, they were two like bits off this big tree. Honestly, that I were reckon dying. that mint living in here, in here now, smelling like cats, is thinking, <laughs> I wish I wish I'd just fucking died. Because <laughs> they're stuck on your and windowsill then- looking at a fucking car park. What sort of life are you giving them? And then that's broccoli. Look, that broccoli's flowering. You're growing broccoli. Yeah. In a glass. Well, yeah. Hang on a minute, right? Is that why that glass that I'm drinking out of smells? smells. No, 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 Have no. Have you had fucking broccoli no, in there? No, I haven't had broccoli in, in like, the glasses that I drink from. They're different glasses. Anyway, right? So, yeah, so my mum was like, well, you're, you're clearly not going to... you me, too. 
<laughs> yeah, I've just got a bell pepper in my fucking juice. My mum was cl- like, well, you're clearly not going to settle down with anyone anytime soon, so why don't you adopt a child on your own? And I was like, fucking nice one, cheers, mum. Cheers, mum, I can't even get a dog. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, li- I work too much to have a dog. Can you imagine if I had a child? You could just take up my work in a little papoose. That'd be fucking cool. What, the dog or the child? Well, obviously the child. I could do that with a dog, though, surely. In a papoose. What's a papoose? I don't know what a papoose is. That is. Thing thing a papoose like, like a sling? sling? Is that like the bohemian, like, hippie over, sling thing? I'm getting one me for this next baby. Oh, yeah. I'm going to fucking ride around on a motorbike with a papoose. I think my brother's got a papoose. Or yeah. had a papoose, and now the the baby's too big. They are amazing, though. Yeah? They're such, such good fun. I mean, if I could get you carried around... You breastfeed with them and stuff? I mean, well, I not you, obviously, not us. I can't, but I'm like... not a male that's now becoming a female and going to be able to breastfeed. <laughs> yeah, you're not but... a man with boobs. <laughs> I'm not a man with a uterus, no, so I couldn't breastfeed. Um... I had a papoose before I left the house. <laughs> <laughs> I had a papoose before you came over, that's probably why it, it smells. smells. <laughs> Your papoose is making me feel sick now. <laughs> Did you crap a cat? <laughs> It does smell like cat litter, though, doesn't it? Oh my god, get over it, man! <laughs> Callum's got a little scabby cat litter Honest under his to bed. God. Do you know I was Come thinking here, about Pitchy. getting a cat? <laughs> you can't get a what, the cat. Why be... can't I get a cat? Because there's not enough room for you in this flat. Let alone there's a loads cat. of room for a cat. Where's it gonna go, mate? It could go your literally area anywhere. And your living area is also your kitchen. The poor little fucker. It could have its own room. I, I'm, I'll clear out the office the, slash gym. It's not a gym, mate. Have you seen this gym? No. It's mate, a clo- clothes horse. Go and look at my gym. It's currently. Co- <laughs> it's just this first door on the left. <laughs> it's not a gym. Tell me it's more like a clothes horse. It's just got it's towels. Mate. Stand by while Andy checks out the gym. <laughs> was there a cat in there Andy uh, there was a Prada lion <laughs> is that where they filmed let's get physical <laughs> no that's where they filmed um, Benny Benassi's satisfaction <laughs> that is disgusting uh, so yeah <laughs> I, I want kids basically and no I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything you should anything. probably start with a cat first mate see how you get on with that because that fucking broccoli is looking anorexic mate there's nothing that broccoli's flowering did you buy a bit of broccoli from Tesco and stick it in a glass and hope that it's going to grow no it was did you buy them as seeds it was no it was broccoli that it was like broccoli stems that I'd cut off off one from Sainsbury's no like off some broccoli that I'd eaten for tea like, I had some broccoli and I cut what them off and I was think? like... I'll grow one of them. Well, it's the same thing I did with the bell peppers. They're just seeds from bell peppers. So are you hungry now, seeing as you're growing all your food that you should have been eating? No. You're looking a bit famished. It's just did a... you go, look at that broccoli and go, oh, it's a shit life him. I'm, I'm going to grow that. I'm, I'm going to try it with it's a chip. It's just like a little project. You know you can buy them for like 50 pence from Asda. Yeah, no, I'm not doing grown. it to like, so that I've got something to eat. I'm doing it because it's like just a little project. I mean, I thought you were sad going out on your bike alone, but bringing fucking vegetables back to life, <laughs> giving them a second chance in a tumbler. Are you going to eat them, or are you going to start naming them and then feel guilty? You for can't them? eat it now. That's got that's living now. That's sharing your house. You cannot eat that broccoli ever. Why not? Because it'd be like raising your child and fattening up and eating them. I could cut bits off it though and eat them. So you're just going to decap decapac decapitate decapitate your broccoli? Yeah. You're a fucking animal. That's the plan. It's the same thing I'm going to do with the basil and the mint. And the sage. Oh my god. Well, that took Christ. a fucking turn. 
No, <laughs> my book's nearly complete. Is it? Yeah, I've wrote... Almost 50, done? 58,000 words now. 58,000? For those of you that don't know, I'm You could have had book. two degrees for that. Well, I couldn't because you've seen my spelling. It's <laughs> so, <laughs> a valid point. Sure. The reading age of a seven-year-old. I, I don't know who I'm going to have to send it to to get it published. I know some smart cunt's going to say a publisher. But it I was really, literally... I really thought hard. you had a publisher. No, it's really hard to try and get past the Why don't you door. self-publish? Because it's shit. And then you'd have to like walk around like selling a big issue, wouldn't you? Like, here's my book. You're not going to get, get it on Amazon. Stick it on Amazon, yeah. Put it on Amazon, can you? Yeah. yeah. yeah get Andy in... to read the audio book. I want it in Waterstones. So I don't well, mean that. I mean, get you, it in there. You, you're going to fucking struggle to get it in Waterstones, like. Why? Do you just ever go in Waterstones and sign a book and just wander off? <laughs> no, but that <laughs> sounds you? like a genius idea. I've done, I've done it about three Just hours. sit at the table. What? Sign no, a like, book? so my dad and my stepmom always want a book for Christmas. Yeah. So I go in with my pen and just put to whoever and just a fake signature. And then, you know. So they think it's a, from the celebrity? <laughs> yeah. So they think like fucking J.K. <laughs> Rowling signed their book yeah. and it's actually just you. I think the last one I did was Jackie Charlton's life story. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's mum and dad thinking that he's well in with all these celebrities. I know, like, yeah. He's got all the books signed. It looks a bit similar to how Andy's writing that though. Yeah. <laughs> Hey God! Um, uh, so it's well and truly underway now. I'm just up to the point. So I've discussed Afghanistan. I've discussed the mental breakdown, the massive mental breakdown. I've now discussed getting into comedy, and I'm currently writing about the Northeast comedy circuit, <laughs> which should be what, highly that, interesting. That absolute fucking snake pit that yeah, is the comedy, the viper circuit. pit that is the Northeast comedy circuit. Yeah. Speaking of which, Andy, you don't have to be part of this, but. Callum, you do, because you're associated with me. Because <laughs> I've been fucking dragged in by yeah, association anyway. fucking terrible email gone out since we've uh, been speaking. And yeah. I've been dragged under the bus thinking that I've wrote it. And for the record, it's not me that's wrote it. We think we know who it is, but we're not going to name that person also. But it has now caused us Unlike the panic. person who wrote the email, who's just fucking named everyone. Every single person in the comedy <laughs> industry. By name. I'm sure I mentioned in there, <laughs> and I had nothing to do with any of it. I know. It was like a bit of a like blow to some people, like wasn't it? It was a bit full on. It was I mean, full on's one word for it. It was a fucking very well written, I must admit. It was well written, but it was a scathing attack on some people. It was, wasn't it? Like they pulled no punches. Nah, none whatsoever. But that's what I was gonna say about the actual comedy industry as a whole there. Like I've I've found since doing my own thing and doing my own nights, I've came up against some like proper opposition and it's mental because like you think they all bang on like especially all in the performing arts industry about supporting one another and helping each other and helping each other to grow on that and you touched on it before it's true when you get to a certain point people just fucking don't like you well yeah it's because it becomes competitive yeah when it's it's not a game uh, after a certain point it stops being a game and it starts being a competition it's like you know like on the apprentice where at first they're all like Oh yeah, we'll all be bezzy mates and like let's all work together. And then yeah, they in the boardroom. Yeah, exactly. And in then the they get to the boardroom and they're like, "He's a fucking cunt. He's a fucking cunt." She sat around and did fuck all. Uh, and that's what it's like. It is like I've found, especially there's some lovely team, people in the comedy circuit. There is some really good people, and you tend to find that the better, nicer people are the ones that have been going longer. That's yeah. what I found. They get to a certain level where they don't really need to bitch and moan anymore. Like and they now just want, proof. No, they just want to look out for you and help you. But I find it's the new people that are coming through, and the ones that are shit actually. 
Mm. The ones that can't really do. Yeah. Do you agree? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, Andy agrees. He's neither. We'll. We'll. I'll say that he agrees. But it is. It's the ones that are going nowhere that are like clamming for five and ten spots that cause so much trouble. Mm. Like, and they've always got something to say about someone. Yeah. Like instead of just going, oh well, they've done well. Yeah. I heard it firsthand. They've gone. Oh yeah, that was a good set. That won it by. I don't know, Andy, they haven't said this about you, but I'm just using an example. Oh, Andy done really well. Bit of a dick though, isn't he? Yeah. And it's always like, yeah. it's always, always followed by yeah. something. There's always a some pullback. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was good, but it wasn't on his time. Yeah, like mine, I, I put a lad on, and I hope the little fucking knobhead's listening to it, and I bet he is, so if you are, it's you, cock. But I had a, <laughs> I put on a lad that I gave him... He some, really cares about people's mental health. I do. <laughs> I put on a little, no, because this has fucking really annoyed me. I'm, and I'm going to read you what I said, right? Oh, Christ. Because it really bothered me that much. So, Story obviously... Story time with Jordan. Went, shut up, you fucking bellend. I'll cancel you as well. <laughs> so, it went on Facebook, right? Which I thought was a bit harsh. But, obviously, knowing what people do in the area and, and doing mental health things and that, like, we've all been involved with the mental health charity gigs. Everyone sat in this room has done it. And we do it for a reason, not to make money. It's to spread awareness and to help people that are struggling. Mm-hmm. And I got this, I got sent this message and it said, I find it very rich that someone can be praised for doing a lot of work for mental health charities whilst also allowing female acts to be harassed at shows that he booked and defending the harassers. I'll pause there. What happened was a female act came <laughs> and done the gig and you were at the gig actually. I think Which? you were as well, but we'll not mention the gig because I wouldn't want to drag you into this. But there was a female act that went up. She wasn't very good. She was pretty horrendous, to be honest with you. And she'd been told by a lot of other people that she wasn't very good. And instead of taking it on the chin like we all do, we've all been told at some point that we need to improve somewhere or, or along the other. Yeah. And you take it on board, constructive criticism, and then move on and like develop develop your uh, abilities. She got heckled by someone in the audience because they were bored stiff of what she was saying. And instead of just giving him a quick little thing back, she took it to offence and got off the stage and told everybody that as an MC, my job should have been to have put him down. Now, I understand that, and I did when I went back on the stage afterwards, but from asking two comedians now, if you'd have been on a stage and you'd have got heckled, and me as the MC had came on halfway through your set and took the microphone off her and went, whoa, 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 calm down a minute there. She's trying to do a set. Stop interrupting her. And then I walked off. Would you then be able to deliver your set the same way? No, I don't. Someone done that? I, would, I, would, I would be more annoyed with you. Yeah. Would that not be like your dad stepping in and saying, yeah. stop picking no, that's, that's literally what learn. it is. It's, yeah. it's, that's how you learn. Yeah. Right? You learn how to... I remember going on my first gig, right? I had Chelsea boots on, right? And skinny jeans. And I walked into one of the roughest places in the northeast. And this lad, dressed in work gear, shouted out, fucking hell, Russell Brand. Did you borrow them off your missus? And I turned around to him and he was a small little guy. And it was my first proper gig. And I said, all right, Gollum, thanks for taking out the time to fucking search from searching for the ring to come and see the show. And that was it. Just a daft little fucking throwaway remark. And they laughed and got on with it. But if the MC had gone up and gone, whoa, 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 don't pick on his appearance. Like, this is a comedy night. We're all here in a safe space. I'd have been like, what are you doing, you fucking melt? So it was only just, it was one heckle. One heckle, right? And then he continues. He also uses homophobic slurs towards audience members on a night where a number of LGBT plus acts, he hasn't even used a full term for them, were on the bill and also intentionally tried to stir up shit between acts. I agree with that last bit. I do, <laughs> I do, I do like to stir up shit. But what a thing to put on a, on a Facebook post about men's mental health. 
Yeah, so, so I like, was trying to promote so, that. So, so you're a misogynist. You're a enab- ra- you're enabling like harassment, and you're uh, what's the Genderist. homophobic? Yeah, homophobic. Yeah. So that's basically what this person's put, and I just thought I was a bit shit because I don't expect to be the fucking god given all C and I and aura and savor of the northeast comedy by promoting men's mental health, but I do this for a fucking reason. <clears throat> And at the end of every single gig, I also highlight the importance of it and tell my own story at the end. So this brings me on quite nicely to something else. Because <laughs> when, when somebody says this about me, right, and how I'm homophobic and don't defend people and I'm basically a fucking mouthy little bastard, which is what they're working out. Can I just say, sorry to cut you off like partway through a thing, but to say that you don't defend people and that you're homophobic, I can speak for, like, with first-hand, uh, like, a first-hand account of how that is just not true. Because we've been on nights out before where people have made comments to me and you've been like... And I've been like, oh, mate, just leave it. And you've been like, absolutely not. Mm. I just don't like bullies. Do you know what I mean? So, like, for somebody to say that about you is just completely baseless. And I know I'm your mate. Like, we're basically best mates. But, of course, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. No, it's nice to hear that. But it also... That bothered me, that message. And this lad, this is what I was saying about, right? He came and done a gig. He was shit as well, right? And he knows who he is because I seen him in Nando's the other week and he was nice as fucking pie at me and then wrote that about me, which is very (laughs) awkward because I'd rather him have said, you're a prick, you, because I respected him more then. Mm. While I was having my dinner with my missus, other than say to me, oh, I can see your comedy's doing well. Can you give me another spot sometime? And I said, yeah. And I fucking added him on Facebook to give him another spot. And then I seen that. And then he's dragged you on. So this is what I mean. Like, people are so <clears throat> snaky. Yeah. Like, if I have a problem with someone, I say to them, you're a dickhead. You're a dickhead because of this. And that's my opinion. Take it or don't. I don't hide behind things. But the fact that he's gone on there and done that really fucking annoys me. Because mm. I'd have so much more respect. I wouldn't have beat him up or nothing. I'd have had more respect if I'd have seen him in Nando's and he'd have gone, you're a prick, you. And I think that you're homophobic and you're basically a knobhead. I'd have been like, right, well, why? Tell me why. And yeah, I'll like, try what, and change it if I've yeah, done something Yeah, what do you wrong. think you know I've I mean? done? But not ask me for a gig and then tell me that he's following me on Instagram and Facebook and then post that thinking I wouldn't see it. Because that's what he's done. He's posted it on a forum that I'm not on. And somebody that is on it has sent me it and said, this is what this little fucking knobhead Oh, did someone it. screenshot yeah, it and yeah, send you it? it ah. send it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that's so much better. Yeah. So that's been thought about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's on a forum that I'm not involved in, on a little group that I'm not part of. And so he said this about it, about me. And then I've been sent it. And I screenshotted it myself and sent it to him. And now I'm blocked and deleted off everything. And he doesn't want to do my gig anymore, apparently, because he disappeared. <laughs> But, but anyway, mate, you're absolutely shite and no one's ever laughed at you in your life. That's so, such a snaky move. Well, I would like to highlight something here, which is part of my book, and it's a plug. And I'm sorry that you two aren't speaking, but this is very important. It's really been rattling me for a while, while I've been on the rig, because I wanted to share something, which not a lot of people will. And I don't know how I'm going to get on reading it, because it's very hard to read. It was even fucking harder to write. But I'm going to say it anyway. So Can you do me. a trigger warning? Yes. So... What is about to be read will be highly disturbing to some people. It might upset them, it might trigger them, and it might cause distress to hear things in such graphic detail. So, this is me being serious now. If you are affected by this, then please either message me or Callum or seek help from the Samaritans or the crisis team because you're not alone, but this might be quite triggering. 
So the backstory behind this is when I had my mental health breakdown, which was a fucking huge one, and this is an extract from my book, so that'll be getting plugged. You're writing a book? I'm writing a book, yeah, sixty thousand words. Fucking hell. So but um I wanna I wanna read this because I sent it to Callum first last night and he said it was the most detailed what did you say it was? Uh I said it was the most honest and realistic representation of a suicide attempt or suicidal thoughts. Yeah. So that's what it is. That I think I've ever read. So basically what had happened to me was I was struggling massively. I was hallucinating. I was in my room with my wife. I was panicking and I thought I was dying. So I rang the crisis team. And I'm not saying the crisis team are a bad team. However, when I got through to them, they really didn't help me. They told me word for word, well, you shouldn't have done that because you might have died with what I'd taken, right? And I was like, fucking hell, that's not what I want to hear now because I'm fucking tripping out, do you know what I mean? Like, I want you to tell me I'm going to be all right, not that I'm going to die. Yeah. So anyway, that was this. So it follows on, and this is the extract. It says, after getting nowhere with the crisis team, I was back to feeling even worse. It all came to a head one night when I thought, right, this is it. No one's listening to me. I can't get the help I need and I'm becoming a burden on everyone. It's time to just do it. So I went into the kitchen and found the biggest knife in the drawer. I thought about where I cut myself. Do I just fire it straight into my neck and hope that it's quick? I knew exactly where my jugular was and had seen it firsthand what that does if you cut it. But then I thought I could do that wrong and end up cutting off oxygen from my brain and needing 24-hour care if I survived. That would have been even more pressure for Katie and my family to deal with. I had... I looked at... It's fucking hard to read this. I looked at my wrists. Everything I'd ever heard about that seemed to work. Right down the middle so they couldn't sew the veins back together and I would bleed out. I knew it would be painful, but it wouldn't be as painful as having to go through this every day for the rest of my life. Katie was upstairs with my son. I knew by the time that she got downstairs it would be too late to save me. I looked at the knife again. This time, time seemed to slow down. I calmed myself right down and thought, right, it's the wrists then. I heard my son playing upstairs with his toys and laughing, and I thought, what the fuck am I doing? What is it going to do to him when he walks downstairs and sees the mess? What will it do to Katie? She's going to have to hold the person that she loves and watch them die in her arms, bringing up the baby without a dad. It was the most clarity that I've ever had in my life. What was I about to do that would put all of the horror that I'd seen and struggled with right into her and my son? But this wouldn't be a soldier that she'd been sent out to help on the back of a helicopter in a war zone with no relation to them whatsoever. I'd seen first hand the damage that that had caused to me. So what would it do to a person's mind when it's the person they love and share a life with and a family? I put the knife down and called 999. I told them that I had the knife and I was going to kill myself. By this point, I knew I wasn't going to do that anyway. That part was decided. But I knew it would get them out to me quickly. They'd have no choice but to take me to the hospital and get me the help that I needed. Sure enough, within about 10 minutes, two police cars came flying up to the house. Four police officers came out with tasers and straight into my house through the front door. I was sat on the sofa by this point, no knife, wasn't stupid, I didn't want to get tasered on my own floor. The police were great and they were lovely lads who wanted to help me. I knew that they were genuine and we sat and talked for about half an hour and then the ambulance came to take me to the hospital. I'd got what I needed and I knew that they couldn't ignore me now. And that's an extract. And that's what I want people that are listening to now to see that I might be a fucking knob on the stage and I might have this persona where I'm the bad guy and where I come across as doesn't care and doesn't think and is homophobic and is misogynistic and all that shit 
And what you've just heard there for the last five minutes should be a reality check for you. So if you are listening to this and you do think that I'm a bit of a dick, then just remember this isn't a all feel sorry for me and an X Factor sob story. But that's what I fucking went through for this country as a fucking veteran. And I am going to big it up because it's fucking important. I put myself through that every single day in a war zone so that people like you have the fucking freedom of speech that you say every single day when you start slagging people off. Because if I didn't and the other lads didn't, you wouldn't have that choice. And it goes right back to World War One, World War Two, and the current wars that people are involved in now. People are making sacrifices every day and I made that fucking sacrifice. So give me a bit more fucking leeway next time when you think that I'm just being a knob because I think I've got the right in my own mind to speak my own opinion, as do you. So next time you see me and you think he's a bit confident, he's a bit cocky, he's a bit of a dick, just remember that behind your smile, sometimes people are struggling. Exactly like what Andy said about people not knowing about the conditions. Nobody knows what I've been through. I don't know what anybody else has been through. So take a minute next time before you fire into somebody and start slagging them because there might be the reason why you can say the things that you're saying. So I'll leave that there. I'll take a little pause. I've said my bit. We'll fill up the cups of tea. And just remember, don't be a dick. So we'll pause it there. Hello, welcome back. Hope you're all happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, well, that's off the chest. Anyway, it was a very important message to put across. feel better now, though. I do feel better, yeah. Good. I do feel a lot better for saying Sometimes it. you just need to blow that steam valve a little bit, don't you? You've got, you got to... You can't keep it in. No. You've got, you've got to talk about well, it. I mean, we literally, we say it all the time, do you know what I mean? You've got to talk about it, because you, mm. you can't bottle this shit up. And to be honest, like, we've had the same conversation multiple times... But it doesn't help because you're not like you're just telling me like you're preaching to the choir. Mm. I, I bet you feel like you've like you say you've got it off your chest and it's like yeah because things like that you can either keep it in and then it eats you alive mm. and affects your relationship and your life, or you can just fucking say it. Yeah, like some people that are gonna listen to that that because all, all your haters always listen to your fucking things. Mm. It's fact. They haters always, watch you closest. They do. So they'll be fucking listening now, and. A couple of them will be like, oh, fuck, he's talking about me, him. And I probably am. So, if I am... He talking about me? Yeah, you're a knob as well. <laughs> no, but, like, that's the thing. Just let just let people get on with their lives. Like, what I do does not affect anybody. What you do, Andy, does not affect me. And what yeah. I do doesn't affect you. Same with you, yeah. Callum. Yeah. Like, if you were to come to me and say, like, I'm the fucking Don of Darlington. But if you were to say, George, I'm starting a fucking night. I'd be like, sound good. I hope it fucking works for you. I wouldn't go, like all bitchy and shitty. Like, you've got your one that you do with that yeah, other person, yeah, haven't you? The other, yeah, the other three ladies. Like, right? if I'd have done that and opened up a gig, people would have been like, oh, what a fucking knob. George's thinking he's fucking running the place. But it's never bothered me. Yours is on a Sunday. It's in a different yeah. venue. Yeah. It has no bearing on my nights whatsoever. People are still going to come to mine. Mm. People are still going to go to yours. There's enough fucking room for everybody to do what I they do, want. We, I mean, we wouldn't have it. You know, you wouldn't... You wouldn't clash. No, no. You know, out of like well, respect. but it's not. It, but to be honest, it's not even a respect thing. It's just bad business. Yes, but yeah, it's just like you know, you why would it. you half and like an already selective crowd? Like you just wouldn't do it. No. So you just, do you know what I mean? It's a very different, like it's a different vibe that night yeah. anyway. Yeah. Like it's a totally different thing. Yeah, and it's a lot but, of uh, new people coming and trying yeah. new things out and 
Which is people. good because your nights have grown beyond. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You you started out running your new material nights, and now you've sort of grown beyond that, and it's now a bit which more. Which is a natural progression, which yeah, is what your nights is. will probably do. But people should just be happy for them. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Who fucking cares? Who's got enough time on their hands to think, oh, I'm really jealous of him. Oh, I really don't like this. Like, what does it bother? Do you know what, right? If, if you came to me, Callum, and said, George, do you know tomorrow I'm going to buy a Ferrari 458 white convertible, which is my dream car, right? Oh, if yeah. you said that to me... I definitely yeah, wouldn't buy one. Yeah, but if you did, <laughs> like, I'd be like, oh, little bastard, I want that car. But I wouldn't say, oh, don't get that made. I'd be fucking buzzing for you. Yeah, oh, because- but I mean, like, look at, like, when we talk about stuff, do you know what I mean? And it's like, like when you bought a new watch or when you buy something nice, do you know what I mean? And I'm like, fucking mint. Yeah. Or when you were looking at, like, when you got your T-Rock, not your T-Rock, your Tiguan, you know, I mean, I know you already had it before I knew you, but it's like, I'm not jealous of the fact that you have a Tiguan. I'm like, no. fucking nice one, like, good for you. But it should, I, I always see it as a way to make me want to do more. Like, when I see comedians that are successful, like Kevin Hart and Mo Gilligan, they're the two that I really, really mm. like. I, I just think, I want to be that good one day. Yeah, yeah. Or I want to be better than them one day. I don't yeah. think, fuck them. Like, they're doing so well. They're taking money out of my pockets. They're not <laughs> fucking bad. That's me. also like you going around trying to badmouth Kevin Hart in order to not get him on. It is. In it like... is. It's like me putting a status on now saying, Kevin Hart's a prick. He called me a fucking white boy once. <laughs> a, peck, a peck of word, motherfucker. And it really bothered me. And please cancel him. The, his agent would be like, who's this fucking dog yeah, yeah. writing that? What, what did he, um, what did he, he say it? on that course we were on, Callum? Straight, one of the things straight away was... Don't just, compare just, yourself. Yeah, stop comparing yourself. And and I think it goes it goes way outside of comedy as well. Like I, I try to do that. And it's hard, but I try to do that in everything. It's like not compare yourself to other people because it's not the same. It's different. We're all on our own road, we're all on our own path. Trying to compare like your road for my road. Like do you know what I mean? At one point in your life, getting out of bed was a win. Yeah, was it? Eh? Do you know what I mean? At one point in your life, getting out of bed was a win. Yeah. Still fucking At is. one point in my life, getting out of bed was a win. But for very different reasons and at very different times, when I was feeling like getting out of bed was a win, maybe buying a Tiguan or buying a Ferrari is the time that you're winning. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, your winning isn't the same as my winning. That's that's what I was saying before. It taught me not to judge. Yeah. What happened to me taught, so... I can never, although you, I know someone, he's one of my mates, he like humble brag on Facebook mm. about mm. stuff that he, he, he probably listen to this actually, because <laughs> if he sees me, he'll listen to it. And he uh, he put, it was the, not the last Euros, the Euros before, and he put on his um, Facebook that him and his dad were thinking, just thinking about going in an auction for the Euros final, but it would cost him about £580 a ticket, but he was definitely thinking about doing it. So I got out to him, I said, you can't brag about something you're thinking about. Yeah. You can't show off about something know, you're thinking yeah. about. I'm thinking about flying to Monaco yeah. for the uh, for the Monaco Grand Prix. I'll come with you. I'm, do you want to think about coming with me? I'll, think, I'll put it on a status tonight. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm th- th- I'll think about me and Steph McGovern a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't mean, you know... Yeah, no offence, Andy, 
it's not going to happen, is no, it? No, she's got a fucking willy for one. She's not interested, mate. No, she isn't. He you're could be a man with a uterus. You're not a man with a womb. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, that's it. Like people should just be people. Should, if people were more supportive of people doing their own thing, the world would be a fucking happier place. So it's so interesting. Like I totally agree. One of the best things one of my bosses ever said to me, and it was about the time that I was due to get promoted. Um, and we were chatting about it and he was like, do you know, I love it when one of my staff gets ready to move on. And I was like, what, really? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, why? He was like, because it shows that I've done my yeah, job. job I, yeah. And I was like, fucking hell, yeah. And like, I recently had that one of my staff. I mean, to be fair, like I'd, I'd only been in my job for maybe two months or something when he got promoted to his job. But it was like, when that happened, I was like, you, you. It's like seeing a kid go off to school. You yeah, just like, a, like a little proud moment. Yeah, you're like fucking get in, man. Like, why can't everyone just be like that? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, because you know what? If everybody was like that, then there'd be no fucking wars or conflicts, and that's what fucking unfortunately pays keeps, the bills. Keeps the world fucking yeah. ticking. Well, it's like you said last night. I like, I really like. I want my book to do well. I hope it's a bestseller. And I was like, I fucking hope it is as well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I do. It's not like, oh my God, I can't believe George's written a book. Like, I bet it's shit. No, I bet it's mint. And I bet it is a bestseller. And I fucking hope it is. Because it's like, like you're my best mate. And I want you to just do amazing things. Like, yeah. I, ju- I don't know. I don't get it. I don't have the time to worry about what other people are doing. I- I've only got time to, like, big people up and just... You know what? I- I've seen a thing before, right? And I know everybody listening will have seen it as well, but I'm going to mention it anyway. There was a-, a picture, right? And it really fucking... It really got to me. There was a guy in a helicopter. Oh, yeah. Right, you know this. I think you've it? said this on the podcast. Have, but fuck it, I'm saying it again. My <laughs> podcast. So there was a guy in a helicopter, right? And there was a guy driving a Ferrari, looking up at the helicopter, going, I wish I had a Ferrari. I wish I had a helicopter, Right. And next to it, on the picture, there was a guy in a little clapped-out car looking at the guy in the Ferrari going, I wish I had a Ferrari, right? Next to that, there was a little guy on a bike looking at the guy on the beat-out car thinking, I wish I had enough money to have a car. And next to that, there was a person on a bus, right? Looking at the person thinking, I wish I had enough money to buy a bike, right? Mm. And then next to that, there was a little person waiting at a bus stop thinking, I wish I'd made that fucking bus. I was too late for it, right? I didn't get it, so now I'm going to have to wait here for ages. And he had to run to the bus, right? And then there was one little guy on a balcony with no legs and he said I wish I could run for that bus and it's fucking true you know. everything that you look at you're always looking at I wish I had this but there's always somebody that's always got something less than you so that one little guy that sat on his balcony with no legs didn't see the Ferrari didn't see the the helicopter all he could see was the person yeah, that was able to run for the bus mm. so and that person that's running for the bus doesn't realise quite how lucky he is because he's got his legs to be able to run for the bus mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's I think it. you explained it better this time than you did yeah, last time. I did, time. so fucking don't listen to the first one. <laughs> but it, it is, it's true. You're always looking at something else someone else has and you forget about your yeah. own... 100%. Your own passion. Yeah. So that, that, I, can, I can imagine that consumes you, that. It does, because it's just Because you're like, yeah. It, yeah. And I, you, I don't cut pervish, I don't You're constantly just thinking, oh, well, look at him doing this and look at him doing that. And you usually find it's your closest fucking mates or your own family members sometimes yeah. that are fucking slagging you off about what you're doing. And then you're like, eh? Mm. Like, how does it even bother you? Like, mm. it's just mental. But before we go, we must say that Andy, because we're going to wrap up there because we've gone well over an hour now, haven't we? Oh, yeah. Long, Andy's long got, over. <laughs> Andy's got a quiz, haven't you? When do you I read? have, yeah. It's the uh, 
I just get on I. <laughs> it's the last Friday of every month at the uh, Wheat Chief Yarm Road, Darlington. It's uh, it starts around eight o'clock. It's fun and games. I'd like to say reasonably priced drinks, but it's dear. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but um, I don't have no technology, but a microphone that's a bit dodgy sometimes. So I do a song lyric round where I sing the answers. That's the jewel. Oh that's the jewel in the crown. What you didn't see there was Andy actually winked at the microphone like we're live <laughs> recording it on a camera. So for that, Andy winked. And uh, any of your social media that you want to plug for people to follow you and see what you do with your comedy? Uh, ooh. <laughs> um, well, yeah, if you want. I uh, I have two middle names that I got off Deepol. Uh, do, do you want me to look it up? Because <laughs> I, I, did, I didn't have any middle names, so I got I bought a um, Hercules. Yeah, yeah, Hercules for the brawn, Einstein for the brains. So on Facebook, I'm Andy Hercules Einstein Armorod, and on Instagram, I am Darlow's Big Norm. You are not Norm. I've, I've just checked Big Norm. Right, so that's it. Darlow's Big Norm on Instagram. And the other one, if you can be bothered going back and listening and try and spell that, then put that one in on Facebook. Yeah. But I think we'll wrap it up there. It's been good to have you on, Andy. Thanks, yeah, for, hey, thanks, thanks for coming. Thanks for having us, lads. Thanks I've for sharing it. your story. I've enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah, Brilliant. and we'll have another one out next week, possibly with another guest, or possibly we all might be fucking doing something, because I might be having a kid. So Ooh, I don't yeah. know. don't know yeah. if we'll be here for that. But if not, I'm sure the lads will take over and run something. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for listening. Cheers. Bit of admin at the end there. Yeah.